Hi, I'm Joe Turin. Welcome to another fantastic 630 Naperville. On this program, we're checking in with Chief Aries a year into his role as Naperville's top cop. We'll discover five ways to enjoy downtown this holiday season, and we'll learn more about a TV news anchor who calls Naperville home. But first, we're getting tips on how to keep your diet on track during the holidays. Hi, I'm happy to welcome Tony Havala, a registered dietitian with Edward Elmhurst Medical Group to 630 Naperville. Thanks for joining us, Tony. Thanks, Joe. So let's just jump right into the holidays. I know it's, uh, it's an exciting time of season for some folks. And I also know it's a, it's a time of year where many people can gain weight mm -hmm. from eating not so great. So walk me through how someone can really kind of manage that and not overdo it during Thanksgiving and, and the Christmas holiday. That's a great question because really uh, Americans on average gain about seven pounds during the holidays. So we wanna just think about if we can minimize that. We definitely should enjoy holiday foods. It's a special time. Food is very cultural. It's part of our celebrations. So really thinking about those foods that are special versus the things that you can get any time that you can pass on. So being discretionary, right? and uh, choosing those foods that maybe are homemade versus things that you can buy. So having a plan, being discretionary is really, I think, the first step in getting through the holiday successful and enjoying those special foods guilt-free. We'll stand that for a second here. So if, if I'm like Thanksgiving, turkey, mm -hmm. is it, to me, like turkey's a healthy meat to eat and it's lean. Is it, can you have too much of that or should you balance your plate in a certain way? Yeah, so that's, that's a, a really good question as well. I think protein is a great way to help you fill up and, and turkey's a protein and it's very lean. So making sure that you do have some sort of protein. Now there's a ton of starch at Thanksgiving, right? We've got mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, stuffing, rolls. Those are all carbohydrates. They're pretty calorie dense. Um, but not everybody cares for all of those. So again, focusing on what you want, um, trying to at least have a quarter of your plate with that protein, and then maybe another quarter of your plate with the starch of your choice, and then go heavy on the vegetables. Um, and then put gravy over all of it, right? <laughs> That's at least what I do. So what about before a party? Are there things you can do to prep yourself to maybe... Um, a little more full so you're not overeating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best strategy, I think, prior to going to a party is get about halfway satisfied. And I don't even like to word, use the word full because full to me would indicate like a sense of discomfort, right? So, so get about halfway satisfied so you're more intentional about your choices. Again, we talked about discretion. And if you're starving, all bets are off, right? You're just going to grab the first thing and likely stand in front of the chip bowl or whatever it is and, until you feel more comfortable. So go halfway full. Don't skip meals before a party. That makes sense. Going back to kind of the mashed potatoes, I know there's like macaroni and cheese and all these amazingly uh, good tasting foods. <laughs> Are there any ways to make those healthy or is it just you got to really just look at the portion control? 
there are ways to make it healthy. And so the, um, a good way to make anything healthier is to add vegetables. So if you can sneak some cauliflower into the mashed potatoes, that helps cut the calories. Um, if your families just say, no way, I want the potatoes the way you always make them, a good way to lessen calories and anything that contains fat, like mashed potatoes, which contains often butter and cream or milk, is to lighten it up with a lower fat dairy. So you could put some Greek yogurt as a replacement for some of the dairy products. It's high protein, low fat. You could just cut back on some of the butter and often people won't notice that. When it comes to mac and cheese, um, pureed butternut squash or, or buying the frozen butternut squash and throwing that in with the cheese sauce really helps lighten the calories. And then you can lessen how much cheese you use. I like that. So let's skip to dessert. Should people avoid dessert? What are your thoughts there? Again, I think foods are part of a cultural celebration. And to deny yourself something that you really enjoy isn't necessary to be healthy. Um, but again, when we think about how comfortable you are not getting past the point of comfort, making sure that if you are going to have dessert, maybe you didn't have enough food that you're feeling uncomfortable prior to dessert, and being selective about what you choose. I know families have sometimes up to six desserts. That's just part of what their family does. Mm -hmm. um, there's no possible way that you can eat six desserts and still feel comfortable after that. So, so be selective in what you want. And then I really encourage people, if they're hosting, to not have those six desserts hanging around for a, a week after the holidays. Mm. And then, then you are going to eat way too much over an extended period. So don't make a big sandwich out of all the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Tony, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate your advice. And uh, I think you know, if we follow it, we'll stay on track this holiday season. Thank you. So now that we talked about healthy holiday eating, it seems only appropriate that we talk about healthy holiday drinking and how we can make this season truly one to remember. Welcome to Go Brewing, the state's first non-alcoholic and low-alcoholic brewery. Today we're here to talk about healthy habits revolving around alcohol. Because let's face it, we're heading into the holidays and it's a time when we could drink a little bit too much and we don't want to get in a predicament when we have that hangover when our kids and family need us most and especially we kind of want to avoid that potential argument with our mother-in-law that said i want to get into some tips today to get you prepped and ready for the holidays tip number one replace your alcohol habits with healthier habits let me give you an example of this if you feel like you want to grab that glass of wine or that beer before you do that, go for a walk or have some water. It is really important to incorporate healthier habits into your diet and your lifestyle. An example of this is also on Thanksgiving morning. There is a 5K turkey trot in Naperville. It's a perfect time to get out there. Start your day with something healthy. You will be less prone to drink more. Trust me, I've been there versus waking up not doing anything, and then looking forward to eating that meal, letting the tryptophan set in with your turkey. It's much better to be active. Tip number two, be ready to resist the pressure to drink. What this is all about is preparing in advance for what may happen. As I like to 
call this, play it out a little bit. So if Uncle Ken comes up to you and always grabs that, that highball or that, that whiskey and encourages you to drink, you don't have to avoid them, but for every alcoholic drink that you have, have a non-alcoholic drink in between. What'll happen is you will drink half as much. It's pretty easy math. I would highly encourage you to try this, especially around someone like Uncle Ken. Tip number three, choose drinks with no booze. It's an incredible time right now because there are a lot of options. As opposed to 10 or 20 years ago, there wasn't a lot of great non-alcoholic options. Now you can have a great non-alcoholic or low-alcoholic beer that is better for you. For example, instead of an IPA or a beer that is 300, 400 calories, you can have one of ours, a Go Brewing beer that is 30 to 60 calories and that has less than 0.5% alcohol by volume. What that means is it is nearly impossible to get intoxicated off of them, which means no hangovers. We have five options right now of non-alcoholic beer and you can get all these on our website. And the good news is you can order it in time for Thanksgiving. We have an IPA, we have a hazy IPA, we have a stout, we have a wit beer, and we have a pilsner. All of these will pair beautifully with your Thanksgiving dinner. For example, this hazy IPA just brings back that moment of having that stuffing with gravy over everything. That's what I do on Thanksgiving. And it is low calorie. So instead of having a high calorie meal and high calorie carbs in a beer, I can have low calorie carbs and calories and pair that with my meal just fine. I hope you enjoyed some of these tips today, but more importantly, I hope to see you here at Go Brewing. Whether you know it or not, there's not many places in the country that have non-alcoholic beer and low alcoholic beer on draft. Again, these are 30 to 60 calories beer that is better for you. So let's together make this holiday season one to remember. After the break, we're chatting with the chief and taking a look back at his first year in office. Stay with us. Come shop, dine, explore, and be merry in downtown Naperville. We were there when your kid discovered poison ivy. Now remember, leaves of three. Let it be. We were there for that, and we're here for everything else. Here, it's personal, because we get to know you. Welcome back, I'm Joe Chura and this is 630 Naperville. I'm joined now by Naperville Police Chief Jason Aries. He's one year into his gig as Naperville's top cop and here to talk about plans for the future. Great to have you, Chief. Great to be here, Joe. So you were sworn in on November 10th, 2021. Many people know you. You've been in the police force for about 22 years. Mm -hmm. But also, there's a lot of people that don't know you. Yeah. So who is... Chief Jason Aries. Well, the first thing that I tell everyone is I'm a family man. I mean, and that, that's what defines me. That's my driving North Star in my life is my family. So I'm married to my wife, Nicole. We've been married for 19 years now. 
And I have two daughters, Sydney and Charlotte, 13 and nine, who are just such important parts of my life and, and really make me the man that I am and have changed me in so many ways. You know, being a dad is such a great experience. So um, I'm also somebody that loves exercise. If you were to ask me like my favorite thing to do, it's exercise. And my two big kicks I'm on now are CrossFit training and, and training for marathons. So two big hobbies of mine. So my family, my exercise and my job, that's about all I can take in life right now. How often do you exercise? Six days a week. So I run three days and I CrossFit three days. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. So a good leader sets the course for an organization. And since the MPD has a significant impact on the lives of everyone who lives and works here, I think it will be helpful to know about your philosophy. What course have you set for the Naperville Police? So I, I, I try to keep things simple because it's important. It's hard to remember long paragraphs, long drawn out speeches. So there's really three things and, and it's, it's things we do every day. Be driven, be engaged, and be transformational. And if we can fit in those three buckets on a daily basis, it's going to keep us where I truly believe we are. And that's in the top 1% of law enforcement in the country. I love that. What stands out to you so far as your biggest highlights as your first year as a chief? I obviously know some, you and I work together in the Naperville Police Foundation, but from your perspective, if you had to summarize a few, what would they be? I would say it's seeing the department, even though I've been here, I'm entering my 22nd year, as you've mentioned, seeing it from this seat and really being as engaged as I am in the department and the community, just the fantastic work that the men and women of the police department do on a day in, day out basis. From where those 911 calls come into our dispatch center to the, to the drive and the diligence of our patrol officers who are often dealing with people at their worst moments in life when they're calling 911 when something bad's happening, to our detectives and our support staff who take those cases from the back end and try to bring justice to victims. Everything that goes into that, in addition to all the programming and education we do in the community, it is just so cool and humbling to lead an organization of such great men and women. So I, I get an inside look at the police department and it is in, incredible in many ways, leadership, organization, um, the acumen of the, of the officers. What is something that people necessarily don't know about Naperville police? I would say how well-trained they are, how well-trained all of our staff are. I, people maybe think we're trained, but I don't know that people realize the depths we go to to train our folks. I mean, there's a very simple philosophy. The goal for us is that the first time they deal with something isn't the real thing, right? Especially in a job that's as difficult, stressful, and dangerous as policing. So whether it's virtual reality training, scenario training with live folks, and the classroom training, all the different ways that we try to prepare our folks to serve and protect this community. Um, I, again, tip my caps to the folks involved with that we set a vision at the leadership level, right? But that, that vision is executed on a daily basis by all the men and women at our police department. So it's how deep we train, how the depths, again, we go to to train our folks. One of the things that has surprised me in, in working with you and the, the department and, and just seeing it evolve and you coming on as a leader is how you embrace technology. Mm -hmm. How has that had an impact in the police department? Oh, it's been huge. I mean, you see me right here, I'm wearing a body camera. So that alone capturing truly the best evidence 
we can of the interactions we have with the public. So it changes policing. Before it was your memory and you really develop a really good retention method um, as a police officer when you're interviewing multiple subjects and trying to recall that. Well, now the benefit of having this all, our interviews on body cam, the incident on body cam, where it is, it's been such a great, great tool for us. But it's also embracing technology and cameras, um, behind the scenes in the forensic technology. You know, we have a computer crime lab, the phones we carry, the tablets we carry, the amount of information that's stored on them. It's, it's just, it is another driver. We will continue to embrace and leverage technology because it's a force multiplier for our department. There's things we can get and protect this community. Cameras, for example, where leads will be developed where maybe they never existed before. It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Chief, thank you so much for being here and thank you for everything that you do for Naperville. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Joe. Thanks for having me. Up next, we're off to chat with Daniel Tefano to hear why downtown Naperville is the place to be this holiday season. It is the holiday season and there is so much going on here in downtown Naperville. Whether you're looking for something to do with your family, some shopping, dining, you can find it all in downtown Naperville. So let's start with family-friendly activities. We have our adorable Santa mailbox just ready for your child's letter to Santa. It's set up near Cineholic, near the Van Buren lot, uh, November 21st through December 12th. If your child drops off their letter to Santa, letting them know what they want this holiday season, the big man himself up in the North Pole will uh, send a letter back if you provide your return address. And we've seen some adorable letters. We can't wait to see what your child wants for the holidays this year. So our Santa mailbox will be set up there, ready for your letters. Some other things that your family can do in downtown Naperville this holiday season, some scavenger hunts. Uh, we have brought back our elf scavenger hunt as you can see right next to me our little elf friend here some of these will be hidden throughout downtown Naperville at our wonderful merchants um, if you go in whether it's in uh, the window or throughout the store um, if you find as many as possible you can win some prizes from November 27th through December 27th and also new this year to be a little more inclusive we're also doing a menorah scavenger hunt so um, it's kind of the same concept as our elf scavenger hunt but look for menorah is hidden throughout our uh, downtown and um, same thing with that if you um, find them all or find as many as you can you can collect some prizes at the end November 27th through December 27th uh, we're really excited for our holiday cookie walk December 3rd check-in is at Nichols library where you can collect your lanyard that has a map and then you go around to downtown merchants and collect your holiday treats that's always uh, one of our favorite events to do over uh, the holiday uh, the holidays where families come together and pick up their holiday treats. It's a tradition for many people uh, as well. And also be sure to check out our snowman themed window paintings this year. I believe we're going to have 25 of them throughout our downtown. So as you stroll and do your holiday shopping and dining, you'll see snowmen on our windows downtown. And it's kind of cool how we have them themed for the different businesses. So at a business like Neighborville Running Company, you might see a snowman with some cool sneakers on or Costello Jewelry, you might see a snowman with a really cool blingy ring on. So be sure to look out for those throughout the month of December. We're really excited for our holiday parade of lights. The Rotary Club of Naperville 
November 25th, Black Friday. Bring your family down to downtown Naperville. And at 7 p.m., that's when the parade kicks off. This is a tradition for many people to come down and just have a great time. See the sparkling lights in downtown Naperville. See the floats flow through downtown Naperville and just bundle up, have a great time, and then visit Nichols Library after the parade for a visit with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Number three on our list of things to do in downtown Naperville, shopping. There's so many things to get your holiday shopping done at this holiday season. Our holiday open house weekend is November 12th and 13th, where you can get a sneak peek at our holiday sales in deals. We're looking to have some musicians out and about throughout the weekend to get you uh, in the holiday spirit, to make you feeling festive uh, here in downtown Naperville. Then our hometown holidays weekend will take place November 25th through the 27th, where the hustle and bustle of downtown holiday shopping just comes to life. Also, don't forget Small Business Saturday. That's um, over uh, the weekend just after Thanksgiving. Locally owned and operated businesses in downtown Naperville will be highlighted by plaid bows. You can see an example right here. We have uh, dozens of businesses that are locally owned and operated that would love your business, especially on Small Business Saturday, and they'll be notated by these plaid bows. And you can also find a list of those businesses on our website, downtownnaperville.com. Dining, there are 50 plus dining options in our downtown. A lot of people have out of town guests visit them for the holidays and there's just about everything that you want from casual dining to fancy dining, downtown Naperville has it all. And also downtown Naperville has one of the largest downtown gift card programs in the nation. Um, 150 plus merchants in our downtown accepts them so you can give your loved one the gift of choosing their own treasure um, whether it's a family member or a friend or your child's teacher or a neighbor or just about anybody on your holiday shopping list you can let them um, choose where they want to purchase their gift in downtown Naperville you can either visit our office here at 55 South Main Street Suite 355 or we have locations throughout our downtown that you can purchase them either at um, um, Charisma Boutique on Washington or Jay McLaughlin on Main Street or Trails and Tides on Water Street. You can also purchase your gift cards online with free shipping at downtownnaperville.com. We hope to see you for the holidays in downtown Naperville. After the break, Liz Spencer sits down with a new Naperville resident to learn more about who he is outside of his career in TV. Don't go anywhere, we're coming right back. Come shop, dine, explore, and be merry in downtown Naperville. So the Q4, Susan. We were there when your fourth cold brew felt like a heart attack. <laughs> oh, no. Cold brew has a lot of caffeine in it. We were there for that. Fair. And we're here for everything else. Here it's personal because we get to know you. Thank you for joining us on 630 Naperville. My guest today is not new to television, but he is a new Naperville resident, and we're sure glad he's here. I'm joined now by Stephen Holt, 
Welcome, Stefan. Thank you. Good coming. to be here. It's great to have you. Welcome to Naperville. It's a different television station than I'm used to, but it hey, is. People it's great may, to be here. Maybe go and click what channel am I on? <laughs> but hey, you're with us on NCTV 17, yeah. and we appreciate your support. Absolutely. So we'd like to do a little something different on Naperville Notables so that we kind of give you some, you know, different types of questions. Sure. Today. Fire away. So I kind of want to know what's on your bucket list. My bucket list. That's a great question. I um, I think professionally, um, I've kind of achieved one of those. It's, it's great to be in Chicago, it's back home. Number three market. Number three television market. Um, but I argue, you know, when it comes to local television and local news, you can't beat a place like Chicago um, just because the viewers are so loyal. Mm -hmm. They care about what goes on in their community. They want to know about the weather and everything mm -hmm. that's going on with our... Uh, four seasons mm -hmm. when we do have them. Um, but, you know, I, I think part of it is just being able to anchor the 10 o'clock news with Allison Rosati and the 4 o'clock news with Marion Brooks. It, it really is a dream come true to be back here in my hometown and, and telling people about what's going on in their community. So that's certainly one. Um, another professional bucket list goal is that I've always wanted to do a presidential interview. Wow. I just thought that would that's be... Great. A neat experience to go to the White House to, to prepare the questions. Doesn't matter who the president is, but yeah. just be able to to have that sit down with, with the person who is the commander in chief, mm -hmm. and and ask them the questions that the the American people want to know about. Well, that's great. Yeah. And then I, I guess my other uh, my last bucket list item is um, uh, on the side. I'm a, a, a private pilot, and I've always had this dream about flying around the world in a small plane, uh, being a span the globe in an airplane. I just thought that'd be a cool trip. It would be a cool trip. Yeah. 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 It would take you a little bit more than 80 days. Yeah. I think that yeah. A couple stops along the way. I think so. <laughs> right. For things that you plan for and things maybe yeah. you didn't. So I think it, with all those bucket lists, those uh, make you hungry. So when, yeah. So another great question is your go-to food. Um, this could be at work or under stress you know or just plain love it anyway. Journalists, we love to eat, right? We I mean, do. Yes, uh, food motivates. All, all about the food. Uh, I, my wife is from Central Texas, so I have to be a fan of Tex-Mex. Love Mexican food, tacos, burritos, enchiladas, uh, tostadas, awesome. tamales, everything. Uh, just a big fan of Tex-Mex food. And, uh, and we, we like to compare and contrast the different flavors. You know, Regionally, mm -hmm. it could be mm -hmm. a little different. Um, but yeah, Mexicans might go to food. And I also have a sweet tooth. I, awesome. I love, uh, and, and just a shout out to Dieta's Bakery because <laughs> always getting donuts and croissants there uh, in the morning for the kids to, to have a little breakfast and just satisfy that sweet tooth. That's the best place to do it. Yeah. So, so one of the things I think that people wonder about you, is this something you always wanted to do? You're, you're, you've got a famous dad in this sure. industry, and people, I think, wonder, did you want to grow up and be your dad? That's, that's a great question. I, I grew up around television right. and TV stations, and um, I, some of my fondest memories as a child were going to work with my dad, uh, whether it was at Channel 2, you know, WBBM in Chicago, as a four-year-old sitting up on the anchor desk with him. Uh, and then even when in New York at the Today Show, um, you know, in high school, I would go in super early in the morning with him just to experience that. So I definitely had the news bug and the television bug, but I also had a, a huge passion for aviation and flying and, and for a while considered that as a career. Um, you know, my mom was a flight attendant. Her dad worked for Boeing, was a private pilot. My other grandfather was a pilot in the Air Force. He worked in the Air Force and, and was a pri private pilot on the side. Uh, I have an uncle who's uh, in the Air Force and, and flew for the airlines. So um, I ended up getting my, my private pilot's license and then my instrument rating and still, you know, fly recreationally on the side. But journalism is where my heart is now. And, and I love getting to be able to, to anchor the news every night here in Chicago. That's great. 
That's great. And when did you make that decision? It was around college. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was. It, uh, I, I went to Pepperdine University in mm-hmm. Southern California, and and funny enough, it started. Um, I was in my dorm room one day, clicking through channels on the TV, and there was a newscast on with students anchoring the news. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I know, I know that guy from one of my classes, <laughs> and uh, and so I asked him. I was like, hey, we have a campus TV stations, yeah, you should check it out and try it out. And just having a background in television, mm-hmm. I was able to walk in there like, oh yeah, I know how this works and mm-hmm. I, I know how to write a script and it just kind of grew. And I ended up changing my major from political science to uh, broadcast journalism. Yeah, well, the political science helps the broadcast journalists. It does. it does. So that's awesome. Well, we're glad you did. Thanks so much for taking time yeah. out of the busy day for you because, you know, it's a busy job. It's busy, but it's it's great to take the time to, to be here to, to get a chance to meet you and to support our local television station. Oh, I appreciate it. it. Naperville is is thrilled to have you, and we welcome you, you know, to come join us and, and catch that spirit. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Next up, producer Kevin Maycheck is back with another Naperville gem. This one focuses on outstanding local educational opportunities and how the community rallies together to foster the right environment for learning. It's said that education is an investment in our future, and quality education oftentimes is why families and individuals choose to move to Naperville. Two nationally recognized public school districts, Naperville 203 and Indian Prairie School District 204, serve the city, plus areas of neighboring communities of Aurora, Bolingbrook, Lyle, Plainfield, and Woodridge. The city's quality education system produces a greater number of high school graduates than the national average, preparing them for whatever their next chapter of life may bring, be it college, military, trade school, or the workforce. The U.S. Department of Education recently honored several schools as a blue ribbon school for their high performance. In addition to its many public schools, Naperville is also home to numerous highly rated private and parochial schools. The city even has a four-year liberal arts institution, North Central College. And it's often the partnerships with businesses, families, and the community at large that foster such an environment for learning. After all, it takes a village. Learning often takes place outside of the classroom with such notable organizations as the DuPage Children's Museum, Naperville Public Library, and Naper Settlement. The opportunity for education one can get in Naperville is second to none, and that's why it shines among our list of Naperville gems. Our Naperville schools really are top-notch. We're so lucky to live in a place where learning is so highly valued and prioritized. That's going to do it for us on this edition of 630 Naperville. Remember, if you think you can do more, you can. I'm Joe Chura, and I'll see you next time.